Hey guys! What a fucking weekend! I mean, just what a fucking weekend. Welcome to Sweet Talk with Honey and Naya. Um, had to get that sentiment out first, because, fuck. That was a lot of things that happened, and also nothing at the same time. Um, so, I figured we'd probably cover night one today, uh, just because okay. we might not have as much time as we would on another day. Um... And, I mean, we're, like, half of it's gonna be dedicated to the fucking Usos. We already know that, so. Like, we're already aware. Let me pull up the WrestleMania cards, just so I can. Fuck you! I know how to spell! And also, I'm gonna be eating, and I'm eating, like, cold chicken breast and broccoli, so it's going to be a lot of disgusting mouth noises. I... I don't know. Send it to somebody who gets off on that. I don't give a fuck. Not the... Just show me the Wikipedia page, you monster! Okay. 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 So. First off, overall, I enjoyed WrestleMania weekend this year. There were a handful of matches that I was like, meh. But overall, I'd say that was like a 9 out of 10 for the whole weekend. Um, I know I'm going to have opinions on certain matches that do not match up with other people that I consider friends' opinions on certain matches, uh, but that's how it is sometimes. I was gonna say, I think me and you are probably gonna have pretty different, uh, opinions on Mania. I mean, I don't know. Probably some the same, but, like... So, I mean, just jumping right into it. Night one obviously opened with John Cena and Austin Theory, and it was, I was a little underwhelmed just because I expected a little more spectacle from John Cena, of all people, um, but it was a good match. I mean, it was a solid little six out of ten, you know, just easygoing match. A little bit of a lull for the start, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst opening match of a WrestleMania, you know what I mean? Like, it had its moments, and I hit, I wish it had gone on a little longer, or a little less long, and had more spectacle, you know what I mean? But I like Austin, I like John. um, I think they're both very competent at what they do, and very good at what they do, so... You know, I wasn't too, too bummed out about it, because I was like, yeah, alright, night one, opening match, whatever. Do you have any thoughts um, you'd like so, to share? <laughs> yes, sorry, I got distracted. But, um, yeah, so for me, the match was, like, pretty underwhelming, but I'm partially, I feel like I expected better um, just because it's Austin and John, and they're both pretty good wrestlers, and they're both really good at, like, high-intensity mm-hmm. matches. They kind of both have that very, like, WWE powerful moment, like, style of wrestling, mm-hmm. you know? Like, um, so I kind of feel like I expected a different kind of match. But simultaneously, I also feel like I saw that type of match coming, mm-hmm. just because... I don't really feel like John was as invested in this as he mm-hmm. 
could have been. I mean, not no, not even say that he could have been, but like that he normally is because you know John Cena is one of those wrestlers where even though he's part time and he only shows up usually once or twice a year. When he does show up, he shows up. You know, like mm-hmm. if he's gonna do a feud, he's gonna pretty much be there every week or every other week for that feud. When he was feuding with Roman in twenty twenty one, he was working house shows. You know, mm-hmm. like that's how invested he usually gets when he's involved in something. But he made one appearance for this entire storyline. Yeah, cut one promo. He didn't even tweet about it. Like at least like. Even in other feuds, he would kind of somewhat use social media to address things yeah. and, like, build a story. But he didn't even do that. So, like, I don't know. It just kind of gave me the which, impression that he just wasn't in it. You which know? is unfair to Austin. You know what I mean? Like, whether yeah, you, like, whether you like Austin Theory or not, yeah. he is good at what he does. That's pretty undeniable. All the people who act like he's bad at it, you're letting your personal biases show. But... He's good at what he does, and he's good enough to deserve better than what John Cena was giving him. Because Austin was the one who was, like, showing up and trying to do his best to get some kind of feud going, to get some kind of hype for it. And then John Cena comes out and does a promo that he got to pick and choose all of it for. And probably didn't prepare Austin for any of it, which, again, like, call it a hazing or initiation or whatever, but I feel like there should have been more communication between those two, and I feel like there should have been more effort on John's part. Um, and I was gonna say, too, like, if he was going up against somebody like Seth, you know, or Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn or something like that, who are at that level of career mm. where they can build a storyline by themselves. It still wouldn't be fair to me, in my opinion, because, like, you know, you should show up if you're going to be a part of something. But for those who can handle that, they can handle that. But Austin Theory's just not there yet. You know, he's, like you said, he's very talented in the ring, but he's still in, like, that part of his career where he's still, like, growing, you know, as, a, as like, a mm-hmm. overall, like, superstar, not just, in the ring but every aspect of being a superstar um he's just not there yet so that's like another reason why i'm kind of like oh and then also too like i'm sure john cena has the, the power to say yes or no to what he will or won't do so if he didn't want to wrestle austin theory or if he didn't you know feel like that was someone he was worth putting his effort into then he should have either asked to wrestle somebody else or just simply not done it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and a theory could have had a, an opponent who actually it would have been a benefit to both him and that person. You know, somebody on the roster could have that spot. This um, is going to, but, sorry. This is going to come up. I'm going to say this so many times in so many different contexts for WrestleMania. Because this is my one big gripe with WrestleMania. It should have been LA Knight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there are many instances in which things happened this year oh, where yeah. it should have been L.A. Knight. It should have been, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and L.A. Knight shows up to work every week. And he is better at what John Cena does <laughs> than John Cena is at this point in his career. So if they wanted that, there is no reason why they couldn't have just had it be L.A. Knight versus Austin Theory. Because also that feud would have been better all around because L.A. Knight would have put effort in because L.A. Knight is no punk-ass bitch. 
Yeah. My big, yes, my big issue, if I have one issue with all of WrestleMania weekend, it is the lack of LA Knight, because what's wrong with them? Like, what's wrong with them to not put him on the card? It was literally in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. I fe- And I feel like there was a lot of people that they shoehorned onto the WrestleMania card, where I was just like, that was definitely a choice. But yeah. But like, yeah, so as far as Theory versus Cena goes, like, the match wasn't horrible, but I feel like considering, like, the level that those two can compete at, that match should have been better. Mm-hmm. Um, and to anybody mad or surprised that Theory beat John Cena, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Right. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Like, again, like, John I Cena is like, going to come no back. Way, sorry. Sorry, you go. I was Sorry. In no way am I, like, trying to excuse um, Austin Theory's, like, his personal stuff, but like, um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Damn, <laughs> just mid sentence. Wow. Like, <laughs> you go ahead. For me, like, also, can we just like, can we like, just put a moratorium on talking about Austin's personal stuff, like? I'm not right. gonna sit here every single time that we have to talk about him and be like, now and just explain about it. this. Like, no, like, I don't mean that. Like, but, like yeah. if y'all have listened, y'all know where we stand. Y'all know that exactly. we don't tolerate that shit. But y'all also know that both of us can understand when someone is talented past their personal issues. So, right. like, with, listener, don't. With that being said, like, with that being said, like. Like, but that being said, just because people online don't like him because of that doesn't mean that that's what the company makes their decisions based off of. No. If that was the case, he, he wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been feuding with um facing John Cena in the first place. You know, like, and like people don't want to accept it, but he gets a crowd reaction, and he's been getting a crowd reaction since he was in the way. Like both him and Andy Hartwell. Just, oh, also, NXT Stand and Deliver happened. We should probably do an episode about that at one point, too. I don't yeah. know if you watched it. I did. It was amazing. I, I, um, I did. But, uh, both him and Andy Hartwell shot up in, like, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like in crowd reaction and, like, how much people oh, yeah. consider them. And... It's ridiculous that people are like, oh, Austin should be fired. Nobody cares about him. I'm like, no, he's a heel and he's getting heel heat. He, he's yeah. doing his job. He's good at it because he's kind of a smarmy dickhead. So, like, yeah, they're going to base that off of what they think he can do. But, yes, like I said, six out of ten. It was serviceable, but it wasn't what it should have been. Uh, and then the next match was unbelievable. <laughs> like this men's showcase match, it was oh, yeah. it was eight minutes and it felt like twenty because so much shit happened. Like they kept going beat after beat after beat after beat. Like there was no lull in that match. There was like no rest holds. There was no like long submission attempts. They were like, this is gonna be lucha shit up and down, and it was awesome and i think that this was a good like i do want alpha academy to break up pretty soon um because first off and i've said this before the whole like otis being 
gotten for maximum male models. They do that, and they did the thing with Mandy Rose because he's fat, and it's funny to think that a fat person who isn't conventionally attractive can be seen as, like, attractive. Like, so it's terrible in that sense, but you know what? If that means that canonically, Otis is the hottest man in wrestling, I am down for it. Because you know what? You know what deserves funny? that. <laughs> you know what's funny? They kind of had a similar running joke with Ivar from Viking Raiders. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as much focused on him being, well, I guess, you know, that gets automatically included in it. But, like, they kind of did the same thing where it was like, oh, he's handsome. Like, when he was feuding with the Street Profits, I think, mm-hmm. they kept having these little bits in their um in their little video packages where, like, the girl involved would be like, oh, he's so handsome. And then the camera would pan to him instead of Eric. You know, like... Yeah. This is kind of something they do often. Yes, because fat phobia is very accepted in this world, especially in media and as a joke. Um, but you know what? Fuck him. Both of them are very handsome. Otis is hot. Like, just straight up. <laughs> um, thank you, gay wrestling fans, for acknowledging that. Um, the gays love him, as they should. <laughs> Not as much as Chad Gable, but Chad Gable's a tiny little Chad queen. Gable is. Yeah, so. I was gonna say... Um, and there is nothing more that the gay community loves than a tiny little white twink with a big ass. Um, but yeah, I, I do want them to break up soon just because I do think that Otis, Otis, works better in the comedy angles. Um, and I think it's time to move Chad Gable into a serious singles run. Not a stupid singles run, like what Vince tried. A serious singles run. (laughs) Where, like, they actually treat him like a human being. And not, like, a little joke. Because, like, Olympian? Talented wrestler? Super strong? What's not clicking there? Um. And he can clearly talk. And he can clearly get himself over. You know what I mean? Because his promos and the way he's acted in Alpha Academy after they turned heel has gotten him over. Because he's fucking funny. And you know who else got themselves over? Largely by being fucking funny and also being an Olympic wrestler? Kurt Angle! (laughs) Like, it's, it's, there's no reason that they haven't pushed that as his go-to. Because it's just like, yes, that's exactly what this company is missing. Um, but yeah, the match overall, everyone did a good job. The Street Profits, I was a little, eh, about the Street Profits winning. Um, though, like, can I just say, because I keep people, seeing people be like, Oh, Montez Ford is going to have... He needs to have a singles run. He needs to have a United States title run. And Angelo Dawkins... Can just give me, um, Because people don't care about Angelo <laughs> Dawkins for some reason. And it's fucking stupid because Angelo Dawkins is very, very talented and deserves a lot more respect than he gets. But, like, at the end of the match when they pan out, like, the entire crowd is doing their thing with them. And I'm just like, y'all want to throw away this unbelievably over tag team for what like because people bitch all the time about women's tag teams that are established getting broken up so like why are we then being like you know what let's take the single most popular men's tag team and just break them up like let's do that it doesn't make any fucking sense if you want one of them to compete for a title because that's the thing that i don't get like people do know that you can stay in a tag team and compete for other titles right like that is a thing that can happen 
Like, they're not attached at the hip. They can actually compete for individual titles while they are a tag team. And it's always Montez. It's always Montez. And honestly, at the end of the day, I think Angelo Dawkins is more impressive. Montez so, Ford just gets a lot of height on his frog splashes. I was going to say, you know what's interesting with the whole Street Profits thing and the breaking them up? Mm-hmm. I actually saw, I saw a theory on TikTok that I don't know I don't know if that person is like reaching but like from the evidence they gave it it seemed pretty consistent with what's actually happening on screen like I don't think they're imagining that but basically like they pointed out that they have been teasing the street profits breakup but it's not intended to be something that's going to happen soon it's more or less something that's like being teased but it's happening longer down the line like a Mm -hmm. long game kind of thing Mm -hmm. which if they do it that way i'll take that i'll take that like but i for the most part agree with you that like there's no reason to really break them up at this moment which is why if they are doing their breakup that way it's really smart because it's a good way to like preserve what they have now but still have that story there for when it's time to actually like do it i also just uh i just have this fear inside of me because i've been watching wrestling for so long and i know how this goes because we saw it happen with otis and tucky Mm-hmm. is they're gonna have the one who's less popular quote-unquote turn on the quote-unquote more popular one and that person is gonna turn heel and they're gonna stick around for like six or seven months they're gonna feud with their former tag team partner and then they're just gonna disappear and yeah. once again I don't know why people don't respect Angelo Dawkins more. It's not like he sucks. He's every bit as good as Montez and better in some places. So I'm just like, what is it about Montez that seems to, like, wrestle people's jimmies that Angelo does Honestly, you know what? I think it's the kind of the Jimmy and Jay principle where it's like... You, people's first instinct is to think that Jimmy's better than Jay because mm-hmm. Jimmy is louder and more visible than Jay. Mm-hmm. You know, he just has the naturally more flamboyant personality. So Montez Ford is talented in a way and very charismatic in a way that you're kind of like overwhelmed by his presence. Mm-hmm. So you see him more. Mm-hmm. But Angelo Dawkins, like you said, he has his own talents and he almost has his own things he does better than... um than Montez you know but you don't see it as much because he's even though he's very entertaining and he Mm -hmm. definitely is able to match Montez's energy especially in promos like it's more or less like he's kind of like subtly like yeah like he says something and it's funny and it's like you kind of think have to think about it and like oh yeah that's actually pretty funny whereas Montez is like screaming the punchline in your face you have no choice but to like get the joke there's also I also have a firm belief that Montez would be a way cooler heel. Like, yeah, like, I've been I'm wanting, sorry. Like, like I've, I've kind of been wanting the Street Profits to turn heel because I want to see that. I just want to see how he does. Let them turn heel. Let Bianca turn heel. I am tired of faces in this company. They need to turn heel, and LA Knight needs to be a face. Um, and yes, I'm gonna shoehorn LA Knight into every single one of these back, every single one of these conversations somehow. <laughs> 
He, it is insane to me how quickly, because L.A. Knight is easily a top ten favorite wrestler who is currently active for me right now. He is unbelievable. Um, and then the Viking Raiders. I mean, the Viking Raiders are always good. You know what I mean? Like, they're always mm. just solid. They're a solid tag team. Thank God they've never they broken are. up. <laughs> Excuse me. I remember when them and the Street Profits were feuding, I think, during the pandemic, and they had them go play golf. That was great. Um... And honestly, I kind of like Braun and Ricochet together. Like, it's not my first choice for either of them, but I kind of like it. <laughs> it's kind of stupid. It's kind of meaningless. But they're kind of fun together. Because <laughs> they're both, like, because what else can you do with them? Because, like, neither of them are super good at giving promos. They both have very specific presences and, like their own charisma in a way. They have their own uh, almost character. You know what I mean? But they have their own, like, very unique styles in the ring. So, like, what else can you do with them? Because them being singles wrestlers clearly was not working out. So, them in a tag team together works for me, because I'm like, yeah, alright, this is something to do. And it's kind of fun. And you can call them Team Why You Bald, and it's great. Um, <laughs> that's funny, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I liked, and I can't believe that that match was eight minutes and 30 seconds long. That was less than 10 minutes. The only thing I would have changed is I would have given them five, four minutes. Like, I don't understand why they gave these matches so little time. Um, but what those, those guys did amazing stuff with that 8 minutes and 30 seconds, so that's no knock to them. Um, Seth, sorry. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna move on to the next match, so if you had anything to say about this. Yeah, no. I was just gonna say about that match is people always kind of tend to be a little bit surprised when those matches go hard, but, like, those tend to be, like, every WrestleMania has, like, that big multi-man match or, like, yeah. that big tag multi-man match or whatever. But the tag team division is so solid that those matches are almost always one of the ma- best matches on the card. They get overshadowed by, like, the more storyline stuff, obviously. But, like, yeah. the matches themselves are always pretty good. So whenever, like, I'm looking at a WrestleMania card, th- that's always one of the matches that I'm looking forward to. Just because yeah. they are, like, they sneak their way into being, like, the best match on the card. And, like, those guys really delivered. Um, oh, I was going to say about Braun, too. Like, um, Braun, as much as, like, the fanboys, like, hate to admit it, Braun is better when he isn't being serious. And God, that's yes, kind of what is. I like. Like, that's kind of why I like him and Ricochet as a tag team. Because when they're, they don't have a choice. Not that, they, like, they're not a comedy team. Mm-hmm. But they... Are, they don't like, take themselves too seriously. Exactly. Like, they're, like, lighthearted, you know? They yes. kind of, they can lean into silliness, but they can also, like, you know, deliver those big explosive moments, you know? Yes. So I, I really like that dynamic between the two of them, and I think the reason why I like, like it is because Braun isn't being all, like, super serious. Yes. I'm Braun, and I can only, you know, big man, strong, giant girl yeah, stuff, right. you know, like... It's it's just and like whenever people complain about Braun, I'm always like in between because I I'm like I know that I have been entertained by Braun Strowman and I know that Braun Strowman has done things that engages me and that I like, but why do I also feel like he is a shitty wrestler? 
And it comes down to the fact that he's really not a shitty wrestler, and he is a good big man. He's just, like most big men, better when he's not being super serious. Yes, absolutely. I have pretty much the exact same thoughts on Braun. Because I don't hate Braun Strowman as a wrestler. I just don't like the way they've booked him. Because I don't... Because, again, he is a great big man, and he has the strength to back up being a big man. You know what I mean? Like, he is not Mm -hmm. weak. And he just, I think, works better when he has someone to work off of, which is why I think it's good that he's in a tag team. Because, like, Team Little Big was one of the most endearing fucking things that WWE's ever done. Like, that was adorable. Him trying on the shirt, that was great. It didn't fit. It was awesome. Um, So, like, stuff like that is great, is when he is still being serious in the ring, but outside of the ring, he's, like, chill. You know, that's where he needs to be. Um, So I think if keeping him in a tag team with Ricochet keeps that dynamic happening of Braun Strowman not being so serious and also Ricochet having a big guy with him really works. um, Then, yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh, Seth Efsler Rollins and Logan Paul... (laughs) Um, (laughs) was after that. And, you know, it's, like, this match, I think, needed to have, like, two or three minutes shaved off of it. Because it wasn't a bad match. It was not at all. It did not suck. It was serviceable. I just feel like 17 minutes is a little... That was maybe a little more than it needed to be, and there needed to be one more, like, ooh, moment. You know what I mean? But I did like it, overall. You know, I thought that Logan... I don't think that Logan and Seth are super great opponents for each other, so this does need to be a one-off. But, um... I liked it. I mean, it was it was, it was was a fun little match. I liked the guy in the prime energy bottle. Um... Though me and my parents were talking about that, and we also wanted that to be CM Punk. Um, and <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> yes, and it would have been awesome. Tell me you wouldn't have popped, man. Tell me you wouldn't have popped. You would have popped for that shit. We all would have popped for that shit. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, it was... Uh, it was a fun little match, you know? it. it like I said, it needed to maybe be two or three minutes shorter, but... Uh, it was good. I think that Seth, even though I don't think that their styles are compatible, um, Seth ultimately is a good person to give, uh, fairly newer wrestlers to, because Seth is very competent, he's very safe, and he's very willing to work a little slower or work a little lighter, um... While also making sure that he's not coming off as untalented. You know what I mean? Like, he's very versatile. So, I do think that that was a good... Like, again, their styles aren't super compatible, but... They're, uh... Overall, uh... I think that was probably the best decision they could have made. Other than it being L.A. Knight, because that would have been awesome. Um... Because L.A. Knight versus Logan Paul would have slapped a lapagist. Um... But... Yeah, Seth is just a... He's a good person to give newer wrestlers to. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, for what they wanted and for this WrestleMania, 
I understand why they had it be Seth and Logan, and I think that they did the best that they could. So, you know, solid match. I'm not, I don't have any real complaints other than the length that it went, and the fact that it wasn't LA Knight, because everything should be LA Knight. Put him in every um, match! <laughs> the, this match, I actually didn't get to watch, because I had to drive home from my babysitting job, and just with my luck, one of the only matches I was actually interested in, I would miss. Um, especially Seth's match, but the most important thing is I saw his entrance. <laughs> and, bro, Seth's gear. Honestly, can I just, like, give Seth his props, though? Because he always has good, like, gear or good outfits and is usually, like, whatever the most he's talked about in the night. But, like, I feel like this year in particular, there were not a lot of wrestlers who, like, went big or went interesting with mm-hmm. the gear concepts. And I'm like, you know, like, what happened to the cosplays? Well, not that I love cosplays, but, like, what happened to the cosplays? What happened to the references? You know, like, Bianca was the only one on the actual WrestleMania card who had anything, like, L.A., like, specifically Hollywood-themed, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that wouldn't... Like, my friend was like, you know, people should do cosplays of, like, movie characters. And I was like, girl, you know they're not gonna... You know they hate fun. But, like, <laughs> I would have I would have liked to have seen more wrestlers be as dramatic as Seth because, like, that's one of the parts of WrestleMania that... Like, that's one of the things that makes WrestleMania WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, other people had, like, semi-dramatic entrances. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Roman like, had the pianos. Oscar think... no, had her well, past Oscars. Not, the, not just the entrances. I mean the gear. Like, seriously. <laughs> Like, the gear was so, it was so, like, bland. Like, so, What are you talking about? Roman wore red shoes. Roman wore red shoes. Like, see, (laughs) okay, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Roman wore red shoes, and at least that's, that's outside of the box for him. But, like, for example, (laughs) for me, Liv Morgan is somebody who always has good gear, but, like, her gear and her gear for, like, big pay-per-views are usually something outside of the box. But this year... He pretty much had a like a semi changed version of like the last three gear she's she's worn, which is that like blue slash denim with pops of neon, like neon green and neon pink, you know? Mm. It's just an offshoot of the gear she always wears, you know, instead of like being something big. And as far as something like big or interesting goes, I think Seth and Charlotte and Roman <laughs> were the only ones. And Bianca, because she, like, actually kind of did something really cool. Yeah. Like, um, no, that was something that I noticed this year, because I, I thought it was strange. Because, I mean, even for Seth, it felt a little toned down. Like, compared to yeah. last year's WrestleMania, where he came out with the lace, like, yeah. that was a moment in time. But... And, I mean, this year's didn't suck. I did like it. I still think he should have kept the harness on while wrestling. Like, yes, girl, serve that 1997 Jeff Jarrett. Um, (laughs) Have you ever seen that gear of Jeff's? Yeah. I actually didn't even catch that reference until I saw Side by Side, but I've seen that gear before. I mean, I don't even know if he meant to reference Jeff Jarrett, but he did. Um, But, yeah, it, it did feel a little, like, I mean, like, people got new gear... But it wasn't out there, you know? Yeah. I'd, I'd still like to see a close-up of Ronda and Shayna's gear, because I it said something on it, and I'm curious about what the actual words were. Um, and yeah, I, you I know, I mean... I seen it. Hold on, let me look. I thought I'd seen Ronda's. But, uh... 
But yeah, I mean, like, Logan got new gear, and he did do something fun with his entrance, even though I was filled with fear through the entire thing. Um, Because stop putting people in harnesses. Especially stop putting famous brothers who are blonde in harnesses. That just seems like we were asking for trouble. Bro, literally, like, and I'm sorry, this might sound a little dark, but literally, as my friends and I were watching WrestleMania, I was like, isn't this how Owen Hart died? Like, why the fuck are they doing this? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, Becky got new gear, and it was, you know, a new color. Was anything um, special? I that think thing- Ronda's. Ronda's. Um, sorry, I was answering your question from mm-hmm. earlier. Um, Rhonda's gear, it looks like it has a quote on it. I can see the front of it, but I can't see the back of the quote. But I know that's what's on Rhonda's. I don't know if Shayna's has writing on it. It did on the back. Um, oh, okay. I'll go find it. I'll go track down whoever made their gear. Um. Well, did you end up watching Logan and Seth at all, or did you just not get to see any of it? I saw the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. That's about it. And but like, I okay. So I heard my friends' reaction of it, and I pretty much they. I think I'd be on the same page with them as them. <laughs> um, it seemed like there were some spots with the with, uh, the person in the bottle was YouTuber KSI, mm-hmm. and um, a day after WrestleMania today, um, he has to he had to issue an apology because he said a slur against Pakistani people on stream. Um, so that happened. Um, but I kind of heard some commotion around that spot. And I think around then I was where I understood you saying that the match needed to be shorter because mm-hmm. it kind of seemed like they cycled through. And if you, if you know, like match structure, you know, know what I mean, but it seemed like they had cycled through the, uh, the shine cut off heat comeback. It's like they cycled through that, like, two or three times too many around that part of the match. It was kind of like, okay, wrap it up. But, I mean, like I said, I didn't catch the match, and I don't know that I'm probably going to go back and watch that soon. But um, it was Seth, so I'm sure it was, like, pretty good. And Logan, honestly, I never had doubted that the match would be good. If anything, I was just more or less, like, I just don't really care to engage in the storyline. But Logan has yet to have a bad match, Mm -hmm. and Seth is one of those people who pretty much works well with anyone. I can think only think of like a handful of people that he's ever had like awkward matches with. So like you said, like those are two people that you can kind of put in this kind of match and they're going to have like a pretty, pretty good match. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's worth, I mean, if you see Seth's entrance, you see the important part of the match. Right. Um, which I will say, and I am still in my Seth hate cycle. But having the conductor come out, that was pretty great. Um, yeah, that was cool. Even though Shinsuke did it first. But uh, the next match, which this felt so much longer than 15 minutes, this next one, Trish, Lita, and that woman versus Damage Control. Um, and also, this was as mediocre as I anticipated it to be. And, uh, it was really disappointing because I know that 
Bailey can put on very unbelievably good matches. I know that Io can put on unbelievably good matches. Dakota has her moments. Trish did pretty good. Excuse me. Um, Lita has been able to hold her own in the matches she's done in the past few years. Um, and that woman was a part of it. Um, but like, it just didn't come together. And Mm. honestly, they would have been better off just having a women's tag title match. Like, they would have been better off just finding a way to do that. Because this was stupid. Like, this whole thing, it was pointless. It wasn't the worst match I've ever seen in my life. But it wasn't good enough to warrant being on a WrestleMania card. And I don't want that to sound like an insult to any of these girls, except maybe Becky. But, like, it was just whatever, you know? It None of it mattered. The tag titles are on a team that doesn't matter. Like, it's, it's, like, there was no point to this. Like, and then, you know, like, tonight, the Raw after WrestleMania, oh, Trish Stratus is probably gonna turn on one of them, or something like that, and then she's gonna cost them a tag title. Ooh. Alright, shocking, groundbreaking, we've totally never done this before. Like, I just don't care. And it's not even because of of Becky holding one of the titles. If Becky was with someone that she actually had a reason to win a tag title with, other than the fact that they both have fake red hair, like, I wouldn't even mind if there was any thought put into it every single time that I see Becky and Lita with the tag titles and I see the tag title, the tag champs being in a six-woman tag match... I'm just like, wow, Sasha and Naomi were right. (laughs) You guys fucking suck. Like, you know what I mean? Every single time, I'm just like, wow, you are continuously proving them right. At this point, we just need to go ahead and either combine the NXT tag titles and the main roster tag titles or do away with them. Because they don't care. They don't care at all. So either get rid of it or find something new to do. Um, cause this just, I mean, this just pissed me off at the end of the day. Cause I'm just sitting here consistently like, wow, yeah, those girls were right. You guys do not care about these titles. And if you don't care about these titles, just get rid of them. There's no point. Like, it doesn't matter. And the match itself, like I said, the match itself wasn't even good enough to overcome that feeling. The match just kind of sucked. Like, it wasn't great. It was messy. It was weird. Nobody got to wrestle who they should have wrestled. And it was, like, of of the weekend, this was the worst match. Easily. Yeah, um, I agree. And it would have been improved if LA Knight were a part of it. (laughs) Honestly, yeah, I would say give LA Knight Becky spot in the match and we would have had a five star classic. Um, I think for me, I thought the build up this ma- of this to this match was really stupid. Um, like like you said, I and I really did sit down and think about it because I took a look at the Romania card to like do some predictions, and 
when I thought about it, I was like, this, none of this storyline made any sense. Like, if they weren't going to have... Like, first of all, when you really think about it, the entire story aspect of it was supposed to be that Becky and Bailey have history, so mm-hmm. they were having beef. And, you know, obviously... Which they also Gam- kind of don't. Like, <laughs> Right, they also really don't. They've always... Both of them were the faces of the Horsewomen for most of their career. They only both recently became heels. But anyways... Well, like, my, my whole thing is, like, also... Bailey has history with Charlotte and Sasha. Becky has history with Charlotte and Sasha. But from what I remember on the main roster, or even in NXT, Becky and Bailey didn't really interact all that much. That's what I'm saying. Not only do they not interact, but it was because they were both faces around yes. that time. So they would have, like, Sasha and Bailey, Sasha and Charlotte both, like, floated between being heel and face so it kind of gave them the opportunity to interact with each but that didn't happen for becky and bailey no um but yeah like the whole like the whole plot of the story was supposed to be between them so it seems as though it would have either made sense for them to do like for them to go the angle of hall of famers versus newcomers if they insisted on putting the titles on becky on becky and trish but like it seemed like outside of that the titles just really didn't need to be involved considering you know like bailey has two team members so she could have just called in both trish and lita it didn't need to be her calling in lita to have a tag match and then calling in trish because they're still outnumbered that that's stupid it just seemed really redundant like i don't know this and then also too i was gonna sorry i was just gonna say and then also too to have that tag match on sunday night like where you've pretty kind of somewhat made some good makeshift teams even though i would have moved them around a little bit like um you have kind of created a little bit of, of a makeshift division with these teams and this match that has the potential to be better than the match and it ended up being better like you could have had the titles in that match if you were going to have the tag titles in a six-man. Or if you were going to have the tag champs in a six-man. Especially since they had Dakota and Io drop the titles anyways. Mm-hmm. They could have just dropped it to, like, Shayna and Ronda at WrestleMania and they so, could have defended. let me just... And I mean, I have a lot of thoughts about the Women's Tag Team Showcase. Um, but this would have been better served... By never putting the tag titles on Lita and Becky. Having Ronda and Shayna be the ones to beat Dakota and Io. And because what needs to happen, if they want to have any chance of saving the women's tag team division, what very clearly needs to happen is Ronda and Shayna need to have a reign of terror. They need to become the longest reigning women's tag team champions by a long shot. And that gives them time to actually build up other tag teams. Because of all the tag teams that they have, Ronda and Shayna are just about the only ones that actually make sense. Like, because, yes, of course Ronda and Shayna are a tag team. They're both MMA girls. They're MMA horsewomen. There's no reason for them not to be a tag team. And also, Ronda needs to be away from the actual title scene for a little while. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. The, like, what needed to happen was they beat them before WrestleMania, and then the women's showcase match was for the titles where Ronda and Shayna would retain. 
You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason that that wasn't... Other than the fact that they wanted to put the tag titles on Becky. Like, literally. Garen fucking T. That was the only reason. Because because everybody in that match is pretty well-known and, like, big deal enough that, the like, they didn't need the titles to make the match feel important. Especially given the fact that the titles had no bearing on the match, you know? Like, it just didn't need to happen like that. Um... So, yeah, that was, like, so going into the match, I kind of already, like, thought that. And then also, like, I don't I don't think that Becky and Bailey have very much um, chemistry just because they both kind of, they wrestle that kind of similar, which is, like, kind of basic, like, amateur. What sim- the fuck? I'm sorry. I don't even know how to describe it. Sorry, no, that wasn't at you. Um, I just went to Twitter just to scroll a little bit. Brock Lesnar is teaming up with Cody? Why? Oh, <laughs> um, anyway. Look, they're like, look, we can totally give Cody Rhodes legitimacy and make him an actual serious wrestler. Look, he's teaming up with Brock Lesnar. That means that he doesn't suck. I got some thoughts about Cody Rhodes, y'all. Don't bring Brock down um, to his level. I can't wait to talk about Cody for the next episode of OMG. Um, but, what was I in the middle of saying something about, yeah, but, like, I don't think that Becky and Bailey have that much chemistry. Um, just because they kind of wrestle that similar kind of, like, WWE basic technician style. Like, so basic technician, I feel kind of stupid even calling it technician. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just like not a very interesting style of wrestling, and Bailey makes it work against other people, and on occasion Becky can make it work against other people, but it doesn't work against each other. So I already, I just didn't have any high expectations going into this match. I would say though, I was a little surprised that Trish couldn't keep up because she, I mean not Trish, I'm sorry, Lita, because she's done pretty good in the last, like you said, in like the last couple of matches that she's done, she's done pretty good so um but like i anticipated like becky's never really that interesting in matches like this especially when it's against people like eo and dakota and even lita who are like more like high flyers and interesting to watch um but trish was kind of the mvp of well definitely of that team she was the mvp like i feel like trish didn't miss a beat um, and they flowed really well into a lot. She flowed really well into all of her spots. I don't really feel like Becky was that memorable or active in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like Eo, Coda, and Bailey were as they usually are. In this particular instance, I feel like they could have uh, performed at a better level. But I also kind of feel like that was coupled with who they who they were working. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't have very high expectations for this match, and I wasn't really blown away. I just didn't really care for it. Yeah, no, it just kind of sucked. Oh, and Cody's asking for a rematch. Girl, if you gotta ask, you ain't shit. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing really else to say about that match. It just, it happened and it sucked. Uh, Ray and Dominic was great. Um, actually, yeah. I think it's funny because 
I was telling my mom before the night before WrestleMania, I was like, you know, he keeps teasing. He kept teasing like the low rider with like Rhea and doing like an Eddie China thing and all that. And I was like, you know, the only thing that would be funnier and more of a heel move is if he teased the low, the low rider and then didn't do it. And lo and behold, he didn't do it. And I was like, this is amazing. He's such an asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I loved this. This was just good fun. It was a father-son beatdown, the likes of which we have not seen in a long time. And I just had a great time. I mean, I thought it, uh, Aaliyah getting involved was great. Um, yeah. Uh, it was just, I mean, it, it did what it needed to do for the story. And, you know, it, I, I mean, I have nothing but positive things to say about it. <laughs> Um, I really enjoyed this match as well. I didn't, I feel like this storyline was actually kind of like underrated in the build though. I don't think people kind of were, including me, were really catching on to that this storyline was actually really good and like compelling um, until near the end of it. But um, Dominic has been doing so well lately. Like it's kind of crazy because the last time we talked about Judgment Day was just kind of like none of them are working it's just none of it was working but like dominic has really stepped up i think and become a really like engaging and interesting like almost the only engaging and interesting part of judgment day outside of you know Rhea going into her own endeavors against charlotte like he i feel like he's become like he became one of the more most interesting people like on the wrestlemania mm-hmm. build like out of everybody like probably a couple of feet behind the bloodline um, just in terms of how well, and I think that like they kind of took their time with this story in a way that felt frustrating in the moment, but like in hindsight, it was like that actually made this story work really well. Um, you know, just like taking this, taking it slow with Dom becoming more and more like rebellious and disrespectful. Like it was like this really good build to something drastic happening, and then even like having Ray be kind of like pacifist towards. Uh, Dom like you know um, and then again like just having Dom keep nitpicking at him until something you know big happened and I just think they got the timing of that so perfect um, with the story and it didn't didn't feel like it in the moment but in hindsight it was like that was great like that was really great and I feel like that'll be something that I remember I mean again I, I can't even I don't have any negatives to say about it because like, the match itself was as good as it can be, considering Dom's skill level at this time. Um, and Ray is pretty much always solid, and I think that it just all came together pretty perfectly. And yeah, I, uh, um, I kind of felt like people were also under-appreciating this build, um, which is crazy because it's also like the only WrestleMania match that really had build, yeah. like yeah, in seriously. any sense of the word. Um, I can't think of anything else that like had actual this much effort put into it because Dom was calling Ray a deadbeat dad every fucking week since he <laughs> bro- since he betrayed him. Like, and it was one of those storylines that like it was kind of the only one I saw people like weekly like discussing between Mm -hmm. tiktok and twitter like it was one of the only ones that people seem to actually like care about like and were engaging with because it was the like easily the best one of the whole weekend like because people people are like oh 
uh, Zoans and the Usos had so much... No, it didn't. Shut the fuck up. And Cody and Roman... No, it didn't. Shut the fuck up. And, like... But Ray and Dom, like, have been putting in the work week after week being, like... Because Ray has been, like, I can't believe my son would do this to me. And Dom has been, like, eh, fuck you. Um, like, it's been great. <laughs> and people haven't been appreciating it nearly enough. Um... And yeah, it was the match was exactly what it needed to be. It was great. It was fun. I had a good time. Uh, it was funny when Ray used the belt on him. I thought that was a fun little. The only thing I would have done different is have Angie like throw a shoe at him or something. Literally you know what I mean? the same thing. I was, um, thinking. I was but, thinking the same thing. Yeah, I mean that was one of the highlights of the weekend. Easily, just story wise, match wise one of the highlights. Um, and then it was Rhea and Charlotte, and listen, I'm not, like, a Rhea Ripley fan. I don't hate her. Um, I think that she, excuse me, has been given opportunities and spots that should have gone to other people. I have my fair amount of criticisms of Rhea Ripley, and I have my fair amount of criticisms of Charlotte Flair, as I've probably discussed many times here. But this was awesome. Like, it's, like, it wasn't great, like, the first ten minutes. You know what I mean? And this was a 23-minute match. Like, it was, uh, at the at the start, but about halfway through, it really picked up. And it started going hard. And especially once it started looking like Charlotte broke her nose two times over, I was like, yeah, this is tight. I like this. Um, those, those two women in that match made me wish that WWE still actively had color in their matches and, like, were more willing to do hardcore shit because that was deserving of color, you know? And I don't say that about a lot of WWE matches at this point. I don't say it about a lot of AEW matches at this point. Um, but that absolutely deserved... Sh one of them should have been bloody. And just an absolute mess. By the end of that, that would have only Charlotte been better. Charlotte would have done it. Absolutely. Charlotte would have done it. Charlotte would have done it in a second. Like, she would have been like, yes! Bleed, make me bleed! Bust me open! Because <laughs> Charlotte is a fucking trooper. Um... But yeah, I that's that's the only thing where I, that's the only thing I would have changed. And WWE obviously isn't gonna do that um, because they're stupid and they suck. Um, someone was like, maybe Endeavor buying uh, WWE will change that, and I'm like, not if they still air on network television, they won't. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, in a and as long as they stay publicly traded to any degree, it's not gonna change. But it was really good. Like, it, again, started off a little slow. But once they got into their rhythm, because I think it was also, I think Rhea may have had a little bit of nerves. Um, which, again, just makes Charlotte a really good person to put her with because Charlotte will do what she can to help other people because she is not selfish in the ring, unlike what some people think. Um, and, yeah, I just, like, again no negatives really other than the slow start once they got into it it was hard hitting it was two strong women beating the shit out of each other which is what that match needed to be uh so yeah it was just and again i'm not a huge fan of either of them 
but they really pulled it together. And I'm going to be honest, and you may disagree with me on this, that's cool. A lot of people do. Match quality-wise, this deserved the main event spot. Because the main event was not as good quality as this was. And that's really my beef with it. Also, can we just admit that the Royal Rumble winner doesn't get a main event WrestleMania match? Like, can we just all agree to that? It, because that's, or, like, at least for the women, can they, like, just admit that the women don't get that? And also, I think Charlotte Flair needs to feud with Kevin Owens because he keeps stealing her fucking main event. So, like, <laughs> let's get that, like, let's get that feud going. <laughs> so, I kind of feel like I have, as far as the match quality goes, I have same, similar opinions, but the extra stuff he said, I have almost all opposite opinions, which anticipated. But... So, as far as the match quality goes, I pretty much agree. And I think all of Charlotte and Rhea's matches have kind of been like that, where for whatever reason, they've been in some either controversy or in some kind of weird hate spot from some of the fans. And, like, they've kind of had something to prove with each match. The NXT match, it was because why is Charlotte down here messing with this NXT girl and her momentum? Last time, it was, I think, like, on Money in the Bank or something like that, post-WrestleMania. And Becky fans were just trying to hijack the entire match. God, I remember and Charlotte. And then and Ray and Charlotte like, put on one of the best matches of the night up. because they were like, yeah. all right, fuck you guys. And then, and then here, in this situation, there's... Okay. So, I'm going to say how I feel about the whole main event situation. But... They are snubbed, essentially, of their WrestleMania spot, or at least, at the very least, been put into a position where they had to fight tooth and nail for it, and they didn't win that fight. So, like, with that being said, like, I feel like each of their matches have kind of been put in that position where it's like, okay, they're both just trying to do what they're supposed to do, but something gets in the way, and they kind of have something to prove, and their the match just gets at that level, like, right in the middle. This match was the same exact formula because I remember I really enjoyed their last match, but it only got good in like the middle of it after the crowd started pissing yeah. off. And I kind of, I literally called it during Charlotte's entrance. Um, as she was coming down, I was like, Charlotte looks pissed. <laughs> as their bell rang, I was like, Charlotte looks pissed. And I know how Charlotte is. And she is great on a regular day and an absolute beast when she's pissed off about something. And I know Charlotte was pissed about that main uh, main event situation because out of honestly, out of everybody involved in the situation, she's the only one who spoke publicly about it. You know, like the twins never really addressed that. Even Rhea never, like, I think she was asked about it once during Mania Week, but aside from that, never really addressed it. But Charlotte was very, very vocal about that in, like, a couple of interviews. So it clearly was something important to her. Which, side note, can we, like, uh, if you watch the end of this match as well, but can we also use this as proof that Charlotte, like, actually gives a shit about other women? Because her wanting the match to main event, she never once said, I feel like we need to main event because we're women or because I want to main event. She never made it about herself. She said, we need to agree Does the Royal Rumble winner, you know, get the main event or not, which clearly meant that she believes that Rhea had earned this main event. And she knows Rhea isn't really in a position in the company yet where she can kind of stand up for herself like that. So she did it for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this was clearly an instance. And even too, like that money in the bank matcher um, that I keep referencing when Becky fans were hijacking that match, trying to chant Becky fans, check chant Becky at them. 
Charlotte got really pissed off and flipped off the crowd. And a lot of Becky fans tried to use that as a thing to be like, oh, she's like Becky's in her head. But no, she said in an interview, I was annoyed because this was a big moment for Rhea and they were being disrespectful. She she wasn't mad because people were doing it to her. She was mad because people were doing it to Rhea. You know, like she's always been one to stand up for not just herself, but what she believes in as it pertains to the women's division, you know, feel how you feel about her. But she has a clear track record of that. And this is an example. Um, but yeah, I how I feel about the whole main event situation. Obviously, I'm biased because my favorite, favorite, favorite wrestler is Jey Uso. Obviously, between him and anybody, I would want it to be him anytime. But I felt in this particular situation, like, they had they had really earned that main event spot. Um, I agree with Rhea and Charlotte. They do need to just come to a conclusion about that. Is it is it or is it not? You know, if the male male winner is guaranteed the main event, then the female winner should be guaranteed a main event. Even though personally, I feel like the Rumble winner shouldn't be guaranteed main event just because it should be the match. Like it should be the match that is the most compelling. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna sit and Triple H essentially said that that was his reason for choosing the tag match, you know, which right call in my opinion. However, you know, you have to make a choice. It can't be that the women have to fight quality wise for their spot while the men are pretty much guaranteed it. You know, like yeah, or at least the men in the title scene, the women in the title scene, and the men in. The I title mean. Scene. You know, so I agree with I agreed with Charlotte and Rhea in that sense that they need to make a choice. And I understand their frustration, which is why had the twins not made evented, I would have been a little disappointed, but I wouldn't have been upset. But I also don't think that it was wrong for them to choose the twins to main event. I feel like they earned it. See, and that's why I'm just like, if that is how we do it, stop saying that the rubble winner. Yeah. Like, just and get that rid of go, that because that's and not that how it go works. For, Right, and that should go for both Rumble winners, seriously, because, like, I feel like then it opens up to WrestleMania to being back to being more, like, exciting and, like, unpredictable because you don't automatically, it doesn't get shoehorned into having to be that, for example, like, with the Rumble winner we had this year. You know, it essentially was forced into a spot that it kind of shouldn't have been in. Not saying they shouldn't have main evented, but storyline-wise, you know, who's the can it uh to me charlotte and Rhea not main eventing this year and yet putting on a match that was of much higher quality than the actual main event just because of like you said because of what had more like more storyline behind it shows me just how little effort they are putting into all of the women's titles right now like because neither women's championship match had any build at all right it was it was this woman won the rumble this woman won elimination chamber there you go because we clearly don't need to put anything else into this it's kind of ridiculous too considering the fact that Rhea and charlotte do have history with each other so that's which they kind of a little bit sprinkled in but they couldn't really go as far as they needed to go with it because they had the heel face dynamic backwards um in this particular story that they had literally right under their nose um, Rhea would basically be required to be the face of that story and obviously that's not the case um, and then also too the, so the way I feel about that one I personally enjoyed the tag match better but I know I know why you didn't really care for the match it mostly had to do with the ending being predictable 
Which... No, it wasn't that. <laughs> oh, well. No, I just I thought, thought it was a worse match. <laughs> like, oh, it didn't well, suck. Yeah. Like, I'll talk about it when we get to it. But it, I don't think yeah, the match yeah, yeah. sucked. It wasn't a bad match. It's just, I fundamentally don't think that Kevin Owens has chemistry with either of the Usos. And I think that he only has chemistry with Sammy when they're facing each other as opponents, not when they're a team. And I also think that the Usos... Their style of wrestling, as of them being in the Bloodline, is not as compelling as their style of wrestling pre-Bloodline. And I think that those factors combined together made it a very slow, very dragging match. And, I mean, maybe if I give it a couple of months and I rewatch it again, I'll change my opinion, because sometimes that does happen. But I also think that that's true of the Night 2 main event. Like, I don't think that those styles were compatible. And I think that that was a problem across both of them. But I can at least give it to the Night 1 main event that I can somewhat agree to the storyline reasonings for that main eventing. Even though, again... I'll, I'll talk more about that when we get to it. But overall, no. It's just, I thought that the actual quality was worse because I think that fundamentally the people involved just don't work that well with each other in the ways that they were working with each other. Whereas with Rhea and Charlotte, I think that when they are together, they always seem to have to wrestle under immense pressure and immense expectations, whether those expectations are low or high. And I think that their styles then mesh together much better because they are under that expectation and that pressure. And I think that that ends up with them putting on a better quality match. And I'm not going to lie, I give a lot of that to Charlotte because I think that Charlotte is incredible under pressure. I think that there is not a single person in the WWE bar maybe Bianca and maybe Roman who works better under immense pressure than Charlotte does. If you put like Johnny Gargano had a shirt that said no pressure, no diamonds. And that absolutely applies to Charlotte because there is nobody who can have people be like, Oh, this is going to be stupid. This is going to be pointless. This is going to suck. There's no reason for this. And then she puts on the best match of the night because she's just that good at this. And, again, that's one of the reasons why, at the end of the day, I kind of, no matter the storyline, wanted her to main event because I'm just sitting here like, I know that Charlotte Flair... So... Because even when she was in the main event of WrestleMania, the only good part of that match was Charlotte. Like, the only person who was ready for that, who can perform under that caliber, was Charlotte. And there's, to me, there's nobody better for that. And that's why she and Bianca should be in a triple threat with Roman next year. Because <laughs> so, that was so slap. To, so to that point, I kind of, I feel like I feel the same way, but kind of in a backwards way in that that's why I'm glad they didn't main event. is because they work so much better, especially together under pressure. I feel like the chip on the shoulder is what made that match good. And I... And I had said this as we were watching it too. Um, 
I feel like the match was good because they didn't get the main event. I don't think that that match would have been that good. I'm not saying the match would have been bad, but like I don't think the match would have been that good if it had main evented because I feel like them not main eventing is what pushed them to have an even better match. Whereas, like again, and this is just a pure subjective thing at this point, but like with the twins and (laughs) with the twins and Kevin Owens. to me, just personally, was like a, I just enjoyed that. It's Sammy Zayn. Who? <laughs> he completely just didn't oh. say Sammy's name. Listen, you were like the twins and Kevin. I was gonna say it like, was two if, on one. If you notice, as I've been talking about this match the entire time, I just been saying the twins match because, like, <laughs> because I don't know, I'm just like tunnel vision on them, I guess. But like, I've been just saying the twins match, and so just now, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make a conscious effort to say the other team, and then I just completely forgot Sammy. <laughs> even though, like, even though, what can I say though? Even though I think almost as much as I was happy that Jay main evented, that's how happy I was for Sammy winning the title. But that's just because I think I really love Sami Zayn. I don't even think there's any actual, like, logical, real reason behind that. Just that I love Sami. <laughs> I, uh, you had a different opinion a couple episodes ago. Um, <laughs> so, no, see, that's the funny thing, because it's like... I'm a kid for that. <laughs> I love Sami Zayn. Like, I love Sami Zayn, the wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Sami Zayn was in the context of this storyline. Not so much. I don't love him very much right now. But, like, just overall, I'm like, what a guy. <laughs> I, uh... But, yeah, you know, just to get us back on track. Ray yeah. and Charlotte was one of the best matches of the weekend. Yeah, Hands definitely down, was. Bar was... none. It I would say... Outclassed everybody. I would say it was the best match of the weekend. Um, Wait, um... And then... Moving on. um, Pat McAfee and The Miz. And you know what? This also could have been LA Knight, but I'm fine with Pat McAfee. (laughs) Um, And you know what? This is something... This says something about how good Ray and Charlotte was. I didn't mention LA Knight. Um, Wow. True. True that. But, uh... But yeah, it uh, this was stupid. This was fun. I mean, it's a stupid little WrestleMania moment with Snoop Dogg. I like that. I like. I don't want it to just be like serious wrestling the whole way through. I want there to be stupid celebrities and shit like that. And mm-hmm. Pat McAfee had a football bro with him that the gays are also losing their minds over. Um, and also some straight women. To this guy's credit, he's got a broad appeal. Um, he is hot. Oh my um, god. As soon as I saw him in the audience the first time, I was like, that is a fine man. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was just, a, it was, it, you know, and it took, it was less than four minutes. It's a cute, stupid little WrestleMania moment. Michael Cole got to cheer for Pat McAfee. Like, that was, like, I have nothing to say other than that was just a cute, stupid little thing. And if they had wanted something more serious, it could have been LA Night. But, um, then the main event and wait, wait I was just so, gonna so, say yeah. I love seeing I love seeing Michael Cole freak out about Pat McAfee it's so sweet <laughs> also that's his yes, man please 
we i know they did it mostly too because they were in la but can we please bring back this like they've been doing better with it lately like the past couple years but like yes wrestlemania is for like celebrity appearances i hate how when you look at the earlier wrestlemanias it was like cindy lopper aretha Mm -hmm. franklin and like we've gotten to a point where people get mad about literally anybody outside of wrestling coming to like to be a part of wrestlemania and it's like dude do you know like what this started out as we have downgraded immensely but we're getting back up there because the snoop dogg stuff was super fun with miz and like and you know sunday night snoop dogg ended up having like one of the best moments of the night but like snoop dogg bad bunny participated in the ray and um the ray and dominic match which was really cool yeah you know um they had kevin hart and some of the like promo packages and even like even though ksi and logan aren't like our people age famous they're more like children famous but we even need that too like that is called how you bring in viewers that is called how you when you have such a broad audience of wwe where people of literal all ages are fans that is how you capture all the entire range's attention the thing is so many celebrities are fans of wrestling. Yes, like, so many. Literally. So many, so many uh, people from other sports, actors, singers. Cardi B has been trying to get involved with WWE for like three years now. Yeah. Like, there are so many people that very clearly loved, and that's why like in like rap and hip-hop songs, you see, right, you hear references to wrestling all of the time. Post Malone and The Undertaker did something together. Like, it has such a broad reach especially because so many actors and musicians tend to come from not poor but sometimes poor and middle class backgrounds and wrestling is the sport of the middle class and the lower class so you see all of these people are like yes I love wrestling it's fucking awesome and this has been going on for years because there was actually one Wrestlemania that me and my parents were watching it was an older one I want to say maybe 21, I could be wrong, Um, where Tito Ortiz, my super-duper mega-favorite MMA fighter in the history of the world, was in the crowd. Like, (laughs) because he was at the height of his popularity, and he loves wrestling, so literally, at that time, one of the most popular MMA fighters on planet Earth was in the crowd of WrestleMania because he likes wrestling because all of these famous fucking people like wrestling. Like, it's ridiculous that they won't take more advantage. Because people always bitch about, like, Snooki being in a WrestleMania match. And, like, Snooki and a lot of the Jersey Shore people like wrestling. Like, JWoww is dating a wrestler. They might be engaged. It's so silly because... It's so silly because it's like, shouldn't you want these people to like show their love for wrestling? Like, because that's the thing. I don't. Everybody complains that they got bullied or picked on growing up for liking wrestling in some capacity, even if it's the dreaded, you know, it's fake, right? Question. So if you got bullied for liking wrestling and now celebrities are endorsing the fact that they are or were wrestling fans, mm-hmm. does it like shouldn't that be something you want? You know, like because the thing is because cool again like because the thing is even beyond it being cool again so like in the 80s when wrestling became started to become more cohesive through wcw and wwf and then wwf like the thing is is like one of the reasons that it was so popular 
and why it became so well known and so nationalized as a industry is because all of these famous fucking people were a part of it. Like, because I have, I was correcting people all weekend because people were like, this is the first tag uh, team main event in, Re- in WrestleMania. And I was like, no, it's not. It's the second. The first one was Hulk Hogan and Mr. T against Paul Orndorff and Rowdy Roddy Piper. And Mr. T was not a wrestler. He was a pop mm-hmm. culture icon that got brought into WrestleMania because they were like, hey, this will get viewers. And because Hulk Hogan was also a pop culture icon, like, legitimately, the closest I think we've come in the past, like, ten years, and I'm not joking, has been Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. That is the closest yeah. we have gotten to that. Like, at another yeah. WrestleMania, first black man in a singles match in the main event of WrestleMania, Lawrence Taylor, football player. Yeah. Like, even and, um, like, that's the thing, well, is, like, you need... Like, as you mentioned, Cindy Lauper, you need these people who are not wrestlers, who are cultural icons, being involved in, like, today, that Cindy Lauper would be like if they got Ariana Grande. Yeah, like, literally. and they should, they should try and get those people, they should try and get them involved, because, number one, as we said, a lot of them would like to, but also, that is how you increase the reach of wrestling. That is how, like... You know, that Lil Uzi Vert guy, he's a jackass, mm-hmm. but he is still well-known to people who are not wrestling fans. Yeah. So that is something. Still confused by and why that also, happened at all, but... <laughs> I'm confused, too, especially considering WrestleMania's in Philadelphia next year, and he's from Philadelphia. So it seems that they would have, like, yeah, just held right? on to that. There's but, no uh, way that they couldn't, like, his schedule is so backed up that he couldn't clear off a weekend You know what's year. crazy? You want to know what's literally crazy? My friend was at a, a little festival thing this weekend instead of WrestleMania. And the next day, literally yesterday, she texted the group chat and she was like, guys, I just saw little Uzi Vert. And I was like, she lives in Florida, by the She was in Florida, by the way. So she's like, I just saw little Uzi Vert. And I'm like, little Uzi Vert was just on WrestleMania yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, he's already in Florida performing, like, on stage. Like, that's, so, like, that's just crazy to me, like, that he made time for that, considering he clearly had other places yeah. to be. <laughs> um, like. But again, that um, tells me but, that he probably likes wrestling and wanted to be yeah, involved. exactly. Exactly. Because he had gotten, he'd done something with AEW before, and I'm like, honestly, I mean, AEW's managed to pull some, like, pretty cool people like Rick Ross, like, some pretty shocking people, but, like, him being involved over at AEW was even, like, pretty surprising, because yeah. AEW isn't that well-known. Um, but yeah, like wrestling has its role in so many, like literally, like like you were saying, Sofia Vergara, her husband's a wrestling fan. Like that famous picture of her, like front row at a yeah. movie show. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. You know, so yeah, there's always. Gonna I be mean, that her husband also God. made appearances on WWE. Like, <laughs> you know what it was? Kevin Nash was in the movie with him. He was in Magic Mike. Her husband yeah. was in Magic Mike. And like, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash is always in the randomest movies. Oh my god. That man just gets work. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, he actually, one of my favorite, quick, like, de- derail before we talk about the main event. Um, one of my favorite Kevin Nash stories is um, about, <laughs> and this is like, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen this movie, but uh, in... The Punisher movie, 
from oh gosh 2004 um with oh what is his name thomas jane yeah thomas jane john travolta rebecca romaine it's a great movie also please go watch it it's one of my favorite movies of all time but uh in this movie <laughs> um kevin nash plays a russian assassin um who is sent to kill frank castle and number one he got legit stabbed on accident um number two Throughout the entire fight, there is this one really famous opera song playing. And at one point, we cut to the apartment across from Frank's apartment. And we see him and this this Russian just throwing him around his apartment through the window. While his neighbors are, like, cooking spaghetti and singing opera. And it is one of my all-time favorite moments in film history. And it is such a great Kevin Nash moment. Like... I love that dude. He's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, actually, this is unrelated. I meant to mention this on the first match because it's about Austin. Um, but I had the thought, Austin and Chris Jericho would probably mesh really well, like, as a feud. I think that that would, like, be pretty great. Um, but yes, main event. So, I mostly have said all of my thoughts on the main event. Um, because, yes, it was predictable. Um, there was more question of whether or not Roman would retain or lose, you know, than if the Usos would lose. Because everyone knew the Usos were going to lose. And y'all know by now that I am Team J Uso. Like, harder yeah, than anything be. else. Um, I love I'm going to get you a Team Usi Juicy shirt. <laughs> Um, but I, I love Jay. I think he's unbelievable. I think he has done nothing but spend the past three years proving himself. I think that, and you know, on Twitter today and, and yesterday, I saw people talking about how you can't really deny that Jay is main event ready. Mm. Excuse me. Because he was in the main event. I mean, he was in... It's kind of the co-main event of WrestleMania, if we're being real. But... Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, night one is never the important match. But... It, like... I just... I think maybe I'm just a little bit of a grumpy ghost right now. You know what I mean? Like, I think that when it comes to Jey Uso, I'm just a grumpy little guy. Because this whole time with Cody, all I have been thinking is that it shouldn't be him. It should be Jay. There's no, you know what I mean? I cannot get over it. I cannot get past it. And the fact that instead they were like, yeah, we're going to have Jay Uso lose the tag titles um, to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, who are... So, I don't know, so, like, I don't know if you have ever seen Firefly or the movie, um, that accompanied the series called Serenity, um, but there's a moment in, I think, an episode of Firefly, I could be wrong, where the pilot, Wash, is playing with his dinosaur figurines, and one of them kills the other, and he's like, oh, curse this sudden yet inevitable betrayal, and I'm just like, 
So, have we all collectively agreed that that's how we're going to react when one of them, Sam or Kevin, inevitably betrays the other? Because, like, it's going to happen, and (laughs) I'm just like, what? Like, okay, these two guys who are best friends and who have been best friends for a long time won tag titles together. Cool. I really don't care. Like, I'm a Sami Zayn fan. I'm not a Kevin Owens fan, but I just could not get interested in this match. I love Jay. Jay is also a top 10 current active wrestlers for me. Like, he is might break top 5. I love that guy. I love Sammy. <laughs> Sammy... <sighs> Nia's got her hard eyes on. Um, uh... It's like in the cartoons when, like, the characters, their eyes turn into hearts or, like, their hearts, like, beating out of their chest and you can see it. Um, but, um, I, I just couldn't get into this because I was just like, I don't care. Because Sammy and Kevin are gonna have a betrayal. I would be shocked if they last past the end of the fucking year before one of them betrays the other. Like, my family is almost at the point where we just have a pool on it. Because it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of when. And the... And with the Usos, I'm just like, I just don't care. There are better actual tag teams that they could be facing. Because that's the other thing. Is everyone was like, oh, but you have to look at all of the history between Sammy and Kevin. No, I don't. They're not a tag team. They have literally, other than like one or two half-assed times, never been a tag team in WWE. And it's just like, I don't care that Cody Rhodes and his fucking peace and love and freedom and justice and liberty care bear fucking ass was like, you know what? You guys have your problems, but aren't we overlooking what's really important? And that's me. Because, <laughs> like, that's the whole fucking thing is he was like, you know what? I'm so special and so full of love and freedom and justice and I am the American dream or what the fuck ever like that he was like you know what i can fix them no you can't you can just make them worse because you continue to make things worse cody and once again i have to say all this as a cody rhodes fan it's just cody ultimately to me is someone who number one needs to be in the mid card and number two has to be a heel he is literally The bread and butter of what a heel is. He is a legacy wrestler. He is a smarmy looking motherfucker. He has bleach blonde hair and he wears red, white, and blue. He is literally built top to tail to be a fucking heel. And they were like, no, 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 you don't understand. We got him from AEW, which means that he's a good guy here because he couldn't possibly be a good guy in the company that he fucking started. Which really should have told them something. Like, oh, what, he won the, the what, the TNT champion? He won the fucking television title a couple of times and that was the height of his, like, accomplishments at AEW? Really? Okay. And then they're like, no, you see, Cody is so important that his importantness is what made Sammy and Kevin get over their issues with each other and get back together. I don't give a fuck. I don't. I never will. I never have. Because, again, ultimately, I just don't like Kevin Owens as a wrestler. Kevin is a great guy. I think he's a wonderful person. 
and he's just not that fun to watch. He's not. And I don't think he has any chemistry with anybody in the bloodline. The most chemistry he had with anyone was with Solo. And again, more than anything, I think that says how good Solo is. Sammy. Sammy. Oh my god. Like, I was pretty cool with Sammy (laughs) through most of that match. And then he had that little moment where he was like, was like grabbing Jay's head and talking to him that was and pressing so, their foreheads together. And I was like, that was very, I have never was, hated Sami Zayn more in my fucking life. That was very Seth and Roman. It was, it was, um, <laughs> talk about toxic fucking abusive people. Um, but like, I, it just made me mad. I was like, is this supposed to make me sympathize with someone? Is this supposed to make me think that Sammy is a good guy? Because he's literally just sitting there and being like, yeah, you chose abuse. You chose to be a victim. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. You fucking dude from Montreal. Literally the least respectable part of France. Like, you're not even good enough to, like, Montreal isn't even good enough to be in actual France. It's a knockoff France. Like, so, like, shut the fuck up. And, like, everyone was like, this is gonna be a hot take. And this is gonna make me sound like a dickhead. I get that. But people were like, he's the first person of Syrian descent and the first Muslim to be in the main event of WrestleMania. And it's during Ramadan. So, like, stop being disrespectful and stop acting like he doesn't earn this. He didn't earn this. And I'm like, okay, literally, at the end of the day, I do not care. I do not care what marginalized people you are, what marginalized group you're part of. I care if the story is good, and I care if the wrestling is good. Because if that was the metric, then you know what? Kofi and Daniel Bryan should have main evented WrestleMania 35. Because there's a lot more to that than there is three white women main eventing. So that's my little knock on WrestleMania 35. And it's just like, I have never fucking hated Sammy Moore. Because he did that. And I was just like, fuck you in particular. Because you acted like you care about Jay so much. And I've talked a lot on this podcast about the story of abuse and the depiction of it that is going on in the bloodline and that's been going on in the bloodline. And I still think it's great. I think it's fantastic. (sighs) But then they are continuing that in the worst way possible. Because one of the most realistic things about depictions of abuse is that the people around the victim will often be like, well, why don't you just leave? Why don't you just do this, this, and this? Because it kind of seems like you're just choosing to be a part of this. Because that just misunderstands the actual dynamic of abuse. And they had Sammy do it, and I was hoping, I was so badly hoping that maybe... Maybe they weren't going to do that. And maybe that Sammy would have some actual sympathy and some actual empathy for Jay, for Jimmy, for Solo. But no, he's like, yeah, you made your choice. You made your choice that was clearly made out of just a unbiased thought process in your head. and has nothing to do with the way that you've been treated for the past three years. Like, hmm, why would he choose to betray me and stay with his cousin when his cousin was like, I'm gonna kick you out of the family and excommunicate you from all of fucking Samoa. Like, what the fuck? Like, no, that's not how this works. If you act, if he actually cared about Jay, 
he would have acted like it. You know what I mean? Because at this point, they're just doing the same fucking thing that people do with abuse victims in real life, which is say, yeah, you know, if you don't want to actually get out of the situation, then whatever, fuck it. You don't deserve to get out of the situation. And that's just not how it works. Like, it, it was so frustrating. And again, that was the only part of the match where I was, like, feeling a real emotion other than boredom. Because I was just like, wow. Fucking really. Fucking really, Sammy. And... I just, like, and then, like, again, the ending, it was, like, we all knew that. That wasn't a big deal one way or another. And then people were like, yeah, I'm sure it was great for people who are fans of specifically Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I wish you guys the best. I'm happy that you got to have y'all's favorites have that moment. I think that's cool. I think that everybody should get to see their fave have some kind of major accomplishment be it winning a title, main eventing WrestleMania, or just having an unbelievably classic match, that's cool. I Like, if you are happy about it, this is not a knock on you. Like, <laughs> I just personally, as someone who has been very closely watching the story of the Bloodline, and, watch it, and also as someone who knows about how abusive dynamics work, it just filled me with, like, unending rage and fury, that Sami Zayn went and did what everybody fucking does. There was, like, no reason that they couldn't have had him actually try to be sympathetic, other than the fact that the narrative ultimately believes that Jey Uso deserves this. And that is probably the most frustrating part of it, because at this point, we are seeing that the narrative, the overall, like, real-life storytelling process, has come to the conclusion that Jey Uso deserves what he got, and I just think that that's shitty. And I think that that's stupid. So, and then, like I said, actual match quality? Eh. It didn't suck. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't so bad that it was unwatchable. It's not like a Santino Morella match. But it wasn't, like, anything special. And if something's gonna main event WrestleMania, it should be special. And maybe it was special for specifically the people who again, like Sammy and Kevin, and if that was great for you, then I'm happy that it was great for you. But it just didn't fucking matter to me. I was like, this is predictable, this is pointless, and it really pit made me pissed off at Sammy. So, that's my thoughts on that. Um, I really enjoyed the match. I mean, actually, no. What I meant to say is... As we were talking, I pondered upon that match. And I still, personally, I think the match quality was good. Because, like, like you like you said, if you like those people, then you probably enjoyed that. And personally, I enjoy the way all of them wrestle. Um, for the most part. So I, I, I enjoyed that match just, like, on a fundamental level. However, I think my feeling... I think my feelings for this match are a little bit more cl clouded by the fact that I was just really, really happy and emotional that Jay was main eventing. Um, well, the, that the twins are main eventing. Um, so I feel like them. I feel like I would kind of think that the match was a little bit better than it even was. Not that it was bad, but like as good as I thought it was, I feel like I'm a little bit making it better in my head just because of that, in which I was really really emotional like just with that whole thing 
Because I don't know, I kind of, part of me didn't really believe that WWE would actually give them the main event. Like, just as, like I said, like, as out of all of them, Charlotte was the only one who was really, really publicly vocal about that. And so I just thought for sure she's fighting for it more. So she she's going to get it kind of thing. I was just really, really proud that Jay got to have that moment because, you know, being in, like, being in a tag team, like, that's kind of one of the last, things that he's ever said he really wanted to accomplish as far as things they haven't done and I know it was really um even though I feel like Jay's ready to be a single star and I'm ready to see the end of the Usos I know that um tag team wrestling is still like the most important thing to Jay and so for him to bring tag team well kind of be a part of you know, tag team wrestling being brought to the main event in the modern age, then, you know, that's just a big moment for him. So I was really proud of him for that. Um, but yeah, like on a baseline, I, I just really enjoyed the match. I um, I liked that Sammy went for the halluva kick like multiple times. Um, that kind of got me sad. But like um, storyline wise, I would say for both the Bloodline matches, Roman and Cody's, but more so this match than anything, I kind of went into it, like I said, kind of knowing that they were going to lose. So I kind of kept... I went into it peacefully. You know, like, I didn't really go into it thinking too heavily about anything on the on the storyline front because I already made peace with the fact that, you know, things were just going to go however Hunter wanted them to go, regardless of if that was what was best for the story. Um... And I knew that that would be the only way that I would enjoy either of these matches. So this match, I was kind of like, I probably would have been okay with whatever happened at that point because I really came into that match at peace about everything. Which is also too, and again, like we'll probably dive into this more when we do talk about Roman and Cody, but that, with the people like who are so upset about Cody losing and they're trying to make it seem like, well, if Roman would have lost, you guys would have been upset too. Um, people swore up and down that Usos fans were going to absolutely be crying and throwing up and like all over the place unhappy about them losing. But if you notice, like most of us were pretty content with it because we all expected it to happen. And we were able to like just take in that moment. And if you like them and enjoy them, be happy for Kevin and Sammy, you know, so if we can react that way to the twins losing, I'm pretty sure that means Cody is simply the problem here and that he had no business winning that match anyways. So, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of that I agreed with other than, like, the match quality. But again, like, as with everything, every analysis I give of a match, there, I am speaking with a personal bias, you know? Like, that's just how it's going to be. Um, I try to acknowledge when someone does put on a good match. Like, I'll acknowledge when I think Kevin Owens has put on a technically good match. Mm. Excuse me. I had to explain that to someone on Reddit the other day because I was like, I'm biased against Becky and I'm going to dislike all of her matches. But I do try and, if I think she has put on a good match, and I do think she has put on good matches in the past. It's never been because of her, but it, she has. Um... I liked, I like to think that I'm mostly able to acknowledge that. It's just there were so many factors into this particular match, this tag match, that I was just like, y'all lost me. And 
again, like, when it comes to, like, the reactions... So, I do not really understand how it is fair that, like, Bloodline fans have to put up with so much shit, but then, like, God forbid someone doesn't like Kevin or Kevin and Sammy as a team, because then you're, like, fucking worse than Hitler to wrestling fans. Like, I don't really understand why that is the situation we've gotten ourselves into, because I think that it's kind of okay to not like a popularist. And because that's one of the things that I was trying to tell people. I was like, it is okay to not like someone who is a good wrestler. And it is okay to not like a good match. You are not obligated to like a match that is technically good or that is beloved by other people. And sometimes there's going to be a match that other people think are bad and you really like it. That's how this works. It is very subjective. And it just frustrates me because I have seen so many people like trying to like dunk on Usos fans or dunk on Roman fans. And I'm just like, so Snoop Dogg did a rock bottom onto the Miz this weekend. Can we all calm down? Like, it is not that serious. You know what I mean? Like, it is very literally, at a base level, not that serious. Would I have been upset if Roman lost? Yes. Because, and not necessarily out of affection for Roman or a desire for Roman to keep his titles, but because I think that for the storyline that they've been telling for the past three years, that that is not the satisfying ending point. Satisfying end point is very clearly... Jay Uso beating him for the titles. Which actually real quick. So we're not we're, we will talk about this match more obviously on the next episode. But like can I just say cuz I had some very stupid interactions with people on Reddit. Um including this one person who was like what are your thoughts on the big time Bex character and I shared my opinion and people seemed to get aggressive about it. And I'm just like, you know what? You asked for opinions, you don't actually get to get mad. But this one person was like, and I sent, I sent you this, um, because it literally, I have never been so mad about something about wrestling that I thought I was going to have to, like, turn off all of my devices for a week and just not interact with another human being. Like, I was so mad because I do not understand how you can be this stupid because this person was like, well, Jay and Roman don't need the titles. The ma the feud would actually be worse if they had the titles. And they need to have a match that at like a pay-per-view that is the nice big match before the main event with the title. And I was just like, okay, this just makes you a stupid human being. You know what I mean? Like, this just makes you a stupid person. I fear for that person's daily life because they seem like the kind of person who would leave a towel on the stove. And, like, it's so, like, I don't understand how you can seriously look at the blow-off match for a feud that has been ongoing or in the works for three fucking years. This is literally the longest WWE has stuck with something that I can remember in my 27 years of being on this planet. Like, 
<laughs> like, this is the WWE's NWO. And I'm just like, so y'all would have been fine with the blow-off to the NWO being not the main event. Like, seriously? You think that this... You really think that, like, Roman and Jay, who have been putting in the work since late 2020, do not deserve the main event. I don't give a fuck if it's for the title. Whatever pay-per-view that this happens on has to main event. Because, again, if we're going by story-wise, this is the story. And it was so fucking frustrating to me. Because, like, this just tells me how few people... Or at least one's online, because I think this is different, like, when you actually go to shows. There are so many people online who, like, still well and truly believe that Jay Uso is the worst Uso. And doesn't deserve any of this praise in any of these spots. And, again, to a degree, wrestling is subjective. And everyone's going to have different opinions. But, also, media literacy is a thing. And what peop what that tells me when people are like, well, there's no reason for Jay to be the one to beat Roman, is that they just lack media literacy. Because, like, yeah, Sammy and Kevin were going to beat the twins. That was clearly the story that was being told. That's whatever. That's cool. But the fact, like, people are so hell-bent on not accepting Jay as a serious competitor. And I don't understand. Like... <laughs> Again, he doesn't have to be your favorite, but you have to be actually a little bit brain dead to think that, like, he's not the right choice. Or that to think that, like, he and Roman should co-main a pay-per-view. And I'm sorry, I just wanted to talk about that right now because I'm very I mean, grumpy about it still. I I agree, like, wholeheartedly on, on all fronts with that. And I think that's why I was so annoyed, too, because I feel like as soon as Cody lost to Roman and it becomes clear that the next alternative is Jay it seemed like people really started to turn on Jay mm -hmm. which really pissed me off because especially from certain specific people mm -hmm. like yeah it's it's like you're you're turning on Jay because he's the next alternative after Cody and you don't you you only supported Jay before because it seemed like it wouldn't happen. You know, it was easy to say in hypotheticals than it is now that that is a legitimate possibility. Which is another reason why I was not mad. Like, somebody was like, you would be mad if Roman lost too. And I was like, actually, I wouldn't. Because one, just like you said, I really didn't care about the outcome of Roman versus Cody as it pertained to the titles because I don't really care that much about I don't want to say I don't care that much about Roman but like I'm not that big of a Roman fan that I care whether he has titles or not you know I would have been completely and utterly fine with him dropping the titles if it was any other circumstances it is literally based in the circumstances that he should have been facing Jay in the first place mm -hmm. so it was annoying that 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 would be therefore like interrupted or ruined that that wouldn't be able to happen however in this particular case I think people see that it is possible that they are actually going in that direction and now they're mad at Jay and mm -hmm. lashing out at him thinking it's his fault that Cody didn't win. When in reality, it's Cody's own fault for even being in that match in the first place. You know, like, mm -hmm. it just shouldn't have, that shouldn't have even been the case. You know, but, like, yeah, I, I 
we can talk more about that. Honestly, so, I feel like I have more opinions on the reaction to Cody versus Roman than I actually have. A oh yeah, so. I imagine we're gonna have to have a discussion about that because that's been fucking insane. Um, so like when it comes to like, because I am a fan of Roman. Um, again, he's probably top ten active wrestlers for me, but I'm gonna be real with y'all. I don't like him as a heel. <laughs> and I don't really like him as a champion. <laughs> I don't like him as, like, a top title. Haver. You know what I mean? Because, like, I'm just like, eh. Yes, he's good enough to do that, but... My favorite Roman times have, like, been with The Shield? Or with Dean, when they were just running around being a tag team? Or when he was competing for, like, the United States title, like, with Rusev, or the IC title, the matches he had with, like, Miz and Cesaro. Like, that's kind of where I enjoy Roman the most. Um, and I kind of just don't like him as a heel, because, like, uh, yeah, I just don't buy it. Because <laughs> they can keep, like, they can keep being like, oh, no, he's like this in real life. He's, you know, this is this is basically him. And I'm like, uh, is it? Because we all saw, like, the, the I'm a little teacup and the I'm a bit of a giggler. Like, let's be real. Um, <laughs> it's just like, I, I just don't like him as a heel. <laughs> and I don't really like the Usos as this kind of heel. I like the Usos as a type of heel, but not what they are now. And <sighs> I'm just not super into and like I like the bloodline storyline even though I don't really like the style of heel that the Usos are in it or Roman as a heel at all because I like competent storytelling and it is a competently told story um so there is enough good that it overwhelms that but I'm just like can we <sighs> can we get over this soon so that like we can get Roman on the eventual road back to being a face because that's where he's the best and then just have Jey Uso be a face champion for a little while cause like I'ma be real I still feel like this like this excuse me the story that can be told between Jay and Cody is better than the story between Cody and Roman like okay dusty new Roman cool whatever <laughs> I don't care. Dude. Dusty's not a part of this feud. Like, <laughs> bro, I cannot. Oh my god, I cannot wait to talk about Cody and Roman. Okay, okay. Some of but, the tweets, some sorry. of the tweets that I've seen today. Oh my fucking god. But relevant to night one, the yeah. main event I didn't care for, but overall I have pretty positive views of the of the night. I had a good time the whole time. I enjoyed myself through pretty much every match um there were a couple of lulls there were a couple of weak spots but overall just a solid enjoyable wrestlemania and uh we will continue with night two in the next episode um so song and match recommendations uh fuck hold on a song played while I was weeding the garden, and I was like, oh, that's what I want my song recommendation to be. And now I have to find it. Because I don't remember what it's called. 
Okay, yeah. Um, do you want to go? Do you want me to go ahead? You can go, go ahead. I'm still thinking. Um, <laughs> match recommendations. Um, I don't know. Go find a Ken Shamrock match. Like, whatever. Go find a Ken Shamrock match. He should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm still pissed off about that. Um, and song recommendation is Icy Girl by Saweetie. Because mm. I was listening to that earlier and I was like, hey, I like this. <laughs> last recommendation. Um, the last wrestling match outside of WrestleMania that I watched was The Undertaker versus Mick Foley. Well, Mankind. The Undertaker versus Mankind, their first buried alive match that happened in, I want to say it was one, on one of the In Your House pay-per-views. Um, so yeah, that's the last match I watched, so that should be the last match you watched too. Um, and a song sounds recommendation. So <laughs> the last match you'll watch before you're buried alive. Exactly. Um... <laughs> And the song recommendation, um, I've been listening to SZA on repeat lately, so I guess I'll go with, um, Seek and Destroy by SZA, my song recommendation. Alright, so, tune in for part two of our Wrestlemania recap and then like maybe a part three with Stand and Deliver. We haven't discussed that yet. Um, Be safe. Wear masks. Watch good wrestling. And stop sending wrestlers death threats on Twitter. And we will see you guys next time.